Smartcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I would also say that that programming is very new for humanity. Right. It's not that we were always linear beings. Um, there's a work, uh, there's an author, philosopher, Jean Gebser, who writes about the structures of consciousness throughout humanity. And he talks about, you know, right now we are in a time that is dominated by linear rational thought. Um, but that wasn't always the case. And, and I think it's especially relevant when we're working with these alternative and complementary medicines, these energetic and spiritual medicines that, you know, we have to remember that these came out of a world in a time that perceived the universe entirely differently. Welcome to the Liberated Healer podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your hosts, Gina and Linnea, Offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. And I am the host and the producer of The Liberated Healer and also liberatedhealer.com. I'm a healer myself. I also work in the senior living community, helping seniors, and it's been really rewarding. And I want to thank all my friends and families and listeners. But today we have Lindsay on the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited for this conversation. So um, you have a new book out in Our Element. And it is using the five elements as soul medicine to unleash your personal power, which is sounds magnificent. And um, can you just tell the listeners a little about your journey and how you got here to writing this book? And everybody has their own personal story through this kind of um, engagement. So we would like to know a little bit about you. Yeah, I, I like to think of the book as like a love letter and a practical guide for working with nature and nature's wisdom. And so my journey on that path started a little over 20 years ago. Um, I was diagnosed with premature ovarian failure, which um, thankfully they don't use that phrase anymore. <laughs> but I was told that I could never have children. And I was really devastated. And so... Um, through working with flower essences, working in spiritual community. It's how I got to know the five elements as a healing tool and was ultimately able to conceive and give birth to my daughter. And yes, thank you. And she's 15 now. So it's like the medicine works, right? (laughs) But what I some kind of flowery name. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
But her name does mean um, we asked God for her. We prayed for her and God gave her to us. Mm. Um, and so this love affair with nature, this this work with soul medicine, which I talk about in the book, what I realized in my fertility journey, which took about two years, by the way, it wasn't like a one and done kind of thing. And in that process, I had a miscarriage and it was just a, the alchemical process of transformation. And so um, throughout that process, there were so many points where I realized that this is not about me getting pregnant. This is not about what's going on with my body. This is about what's going on with my heart and soul. And how? what is the medicine that we use to address our hopes, our fears, our desires, our frustrations, um, the, the goals that we have for ourselves? It's, it's so much more than our physical bodies. And I had to get to a point where I realized that regardless of if I get pregnant or not, I have to be healthy. I have to be whole. And so that's what this book is, is talking about. It's how do we use the wisdom of nature to be whole and to feel aligned with, with our path, whatever, wherever that crazy road takes us. Well, this feels like a very uplifting conversation because my last two interviews, I bawled through the whole thing. Um, so uh, maybe with something going through me. So I'm really excited to uh, have such an uplifting um, journey with you today because I can really relate. I never was able to get pregnant. Um, I had um, tubular pregnancies when I was about 19 years old. And so I was told very early age um, that I wasn't going to be able to have kids and things like that. And so, you know, so I know that journey and I know people, it feels so physical, right? It's like, you are defective. Mm -hmm. um, this isn't going to happen. Right. You know, and, um, and a lot of people are trained to just go, Oh, okay. And then they just wallow into the, there, they feel like their life is missing something that was really something that they felt like you said in your heart and your soul. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I love that story and that, you know, I can relate to that. And I'm sure a lot of other people can too. Um, but you were able to change through this practice, which we're going to get more into mm -hmm. the, to be able to reverse what were you were told by doctors through this energy. So let's take us through the process and, and how you, how we can get started. Well, what I think about in terms of soul medicine, I think about there's the spirit and we all have different ways to connect to spirit, whether it's through religion or meditation or prayer or chanting, there's about a million different ways that we can connect to spirit and it's all very individual. And then there's the body, which is the physical body, we know it well. And then there's all the places in between. There's the mind, there's the emotions, there's, that's what the soul medicine is about. The soul medicine is about getting to those in-between spaces between our spiritual practice and our physical body. And so for me, when I was going through my journey, it was, and, and this is just one of many, I, I feel like I'm always in the midst of a, <laughs> some type of alchemical journey. Um, but it was, it was more about like learning what my body was holding, you know, that our bodies are so kind and that they will hold any and all the trauma that we don't want to face. They'll just politely store it for us. And so for me, working with the flower essences, working with the five elements, it helped me to see what was not just holding in my body, but also what was my potential? What was I trying to step into? Who was I trying to become that really had no, um, 
I like to say sometimes it's above my pay grade, right? <laughs> it's above my pay grade to know whether or not I'm going to have a baby. It's above my pay grade to know whether or not I'm going to get this job or this thing. But how am I? What kind of human, what kind of person am I am, am I as I'm going after these things? That's really what the, the flower essences speak to. That's really what this nature-based medicine speaks to. Because I, I get the uh, vibe as well is that if you are kind of holding that resistance all around you, like, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to do that, your body will just hold on to that. So regardless if it happens at the end or not, the process of releasing the resistance, you know, re- you know it's going to benefit your life in many ways. Right. And it's, it's a, it's a path of alignment. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I get into alignment of what is meant for me? And sometimes we might have ideas about what we think it is that we want or what we think it is that we need. There's an exercise that I do in my workshops where I ask people to think about the healthiest person that they know. And then I ask people to share, you know, what are some words that you would use to describe this healthy person that you know? And no one ever says free from disease. No one ever says has X amount of children. No one ever says has X amount of money. It's all of these qualities, like they're vibrant, they're joyful, they're optimistic. They walk in faith. They are tuned into miracles. They walk with magic. All of those things are the gift of being human and what's what makes us really truly alive and so that's what i work with with my clients and and also through the book is how do we become more in alignment with our most authentic self and more in alignment with our most authentic path and even within that what i love about the five elements that come out of east asian medicine is that there's an appropriate season for every single emotion that we experience So there may be some things in our life that we do have to grieve. And there may be some things in our life that require us to be more cautious or to tune into our fear, in air quotes. Um, And then there's an appropriate time for joy. And so there's a season for everything. And that's what nature teaches us. and, And what I'm hoping through this book, we can learn, like, what is the right season for my life right now? And how do I tap into all of the benefits that come with that season? How do I feel the wind behind my sails as I step into this, this energetic season and, and find healing? Yeah. People always ask me, um, especially as they're going through a journey, you know, I'm stuck in how do I know that I want to explore X, how do I get started? And that's one reason why I have people like you on because you're one option that might resonate for that person and you've done the journey and you've gone through a lot and you have a lot of information that came out of that journey, correct? But how did you find, um, did you just have faith and then you stumbled upon um, like flowers or what was that a little bit of that? Just because people want to know what their journey was a little bit on how they started to open up to, to another path or bringing in teachers or what was a little bit like that as well? Yeah, I think that's where the flower essences, I think, are so magnificent because they honor that we each have a unique path. So my path was that I was basically sitting on my sister-in-law's couch crying nonstop. (laughs) I want to say for days on end about this, this fertility piece. And then she had the flower essence remedies. And so she started just mixing up the flower essences for me. And so the flower essences, I 
I feel what they are is more catalyst than anything else. Because when we're working with the flower essence, we'll start attracting the right path for us. You know, an example that I give is with dietary theory, right? There's a thousand different diets out there. There's a a thousand different, you know, recommendations. and, And sometimes it's a little overwhelming. Like, what am I supposed to do. And then there's a flower essence called self-heal, which will help a person to align with what is the exact right dietary regimen, exercise regimen, what are the right things for you in this moment in time. And it really honors that nothing in life is static. So I was a vegan for 12 years. And then at some point it was like, okay, this isn't working for you anymore. And so nature is change. And so learning how to flow with nature and to change with nature is a big part of the process. But the flower essences really become a catalyst for pointing us in the direction of what we need for our own healing and also the people that we need. You know, when I was working with the flower essences, I got connected with uh, a spiritual organization, the Sarset Society. And then it was within that, Um, organization that I learned about the five elements that is now the center of my work. And it just kind of spiraled out from there. You know, it was like just taking one step at a time as the flower essences kind of awaken these synchronicities and kind of say, look up this, go here, ask this person, talk to this person. And then before you know it, you're two years in and a path (laughs) has already been laid out for you. Well, I know everybody's going to ask me, and so I'm going to ask it right now, flower essence, you know, as you're saying that I'm getting all different kinds of visuals. Can you dive into that portion of it a little bit more kind of how that works? Is it a specific flower? Like how do we get started with the flower essences um, particular? Yeah. So flower essences are often confused with essential oils. So I'm going to go ahead and clarify that for the listeners. <laughs> essential oils are lovely and they smell lovely and we can use them topically and put them in our diffusers and candles and all of those things. Um, flower essences are taken internally more almost like an herbal supplement. And so the standard dose for them is uh, four drops under the tongue as needed for stress or inner growth is what I always say. But the philosophy of flower essences, they came over to the Western world through Dr. Bach. So many folks might be familiar with the Bach flower essences. And uh, Dr. Bach um, was the person who kind of discovered the flower essences and, and started bringing them into the medical world, which he was ostracized for, by the way, in the 30s. Um, but it actually stems out of, I like to say, indigenous plant wisdom. And so when you look at indigenous cultures around the world, we find that in every culture and every psychological system in the old world, that there was a relationship with nature. And so in my tradition, I practice Ifa, um, there's this idea that every plant has a consciousness, that everything has a consciousness, but every plant has a consciousness. And so the flower essence is an extraction of that higher intention of nature, that higher vibration, that higher thought that we then take into our bodies to harmonize and get rid of all of the limiting beliefs that are standing in the way of our fullest potential. Sounds beautiful. (laughs) Okay, let's get started with some flower stuff. (laughs) So you ingest them. And so I guess um, I'm getting a little further into your book. So they could take this and really learn how to do a primary is the flower essence or what are the other steps that you take it to next? 
So in the book, what I do is because I find that the five element theory is so helpful, but also so practical, because I find a lot of times when we get into this, um, these kinds of medicines, it can get a little out of control really fast. So it's like, let's get down to basics. Like you said, how do I know where to start? How do I know what I'm what I'm working with? And so in the book, I walk through um, a way to identify the signatures of, <laughs> I love that you have it there, um, how to walk through each of the signatures of the five elements. So by that, I mean that the signatures of the five elements, each of the five elements has a particular season that it's associated with, particular emotions that it shows up as, particular aspirations that it shows up that are all reflected in nature, but also reflected in the human psyche. And so in the first part of the book, I really break down how to identify which element is alive for you right now. You know, if you're trying to start a business and you need to put yourself out there, you might want to look at the flower essences for the wood element, for example. If you're trying to nurture your intuition or trying to go deep inside of yourself for answers, I like to say there's an essence for that. And those essences are in the water element chapter. So the way that it's organized is really a way of recognizing these seasons of the psyche, recognizing these signatures. And then for each of those uh, soul lessons, I recommend four or five flower essences to get started with um, and, and, and the different miracles. I call them little miracles that they they open for us. Yeah, I'll just going to start with summer because it's summer for us right now at this moment yes. to give people an understanding. But so fire is summer, the flower, a season's summer phase blossoming. Energetics is outward and expansion and gifts is extra, uh, extroversion, uh, joy, relationships, love. I guess it feels like get out, do something, That's feel right. the sun on your face. Um, emotions are love and joy. The color is red, of course, and the sounds is laughing. So Oh, I guess you just got chills when I said the sounds because this is such a thing that a lot of people miss, you know, maybe sound healers know it, but the sound, um, the resonance of sound and how it can really move that energy really fast. And right. to me, that is exactly summer. You just like described like summer <laughs> vacation for like little kids. It's almost going back to that little kid. This is what a little kid does. Exactly. Summer vacation is they they laugh and they play. Yeah. And as adults, we forget that we have a season two. That's right. And so you've just nailed it on the head. It's like, once you know what the signatures are, the signatures show us what that element looks like in its, in its proper movement, right? The nature of the fire element is to expand outward, to radiate love, like a firework. It just kind of it starts at the center and it expands if there's something in us that's not able to do that if when we try to love someone we feel blocked or contracted even then we know that the fire element is not using its proper flow and so then we might go to some of the flower essences for the fire element we might go to yoga poses that open up the meridians of the fire element. We might even play some songs that awaken the joy of the fire element. There's a lot of different ways that we can get to the fire element, but it's really this lens that allows us to see what's going on in our psyche, in our body, in our heart, and any given time so that we know where to start. So this is a really good book for starting or anything that you're having, you're stuck in. And yes. You know, health, 
new career, opening a business, you know, looking through for really, this is a very detailed book. It isn't just like written in tiny and big, like big letters and <laughs> through everything. I mean, it literally is a guidebook, I think. I, I'm hoping so. That was definitely the goal because it was really based on my years of clinical practice and guiding other people through this process. And then it got to a point where I just, you know, looking out at the world and just seeing like, wow, there's so much heart healing that the world needs and how can this be accessible? And it, it reminds me that there was a time in humanity when we all kind of knew these nature remedies. We all knew what to do. Um, and so this is this book I'm hoping is a bridge to getting us back to that, that knowing and that remembrance. And if we didn't know what to do, we had a tribe that would teach us. Oh, exactly. And so now we're always, we're, we're scattered all over the world. Um, and the reason why I brought up seniors is because um, I just started a, a new program working with seniors and I actually haven't worked with seniors directly ever before, like mm. a, a whole group of them. <laughs> and I realized that, you know, they have so much wisdom inside of them and they don't, what they're missing is their, their souls are transitioning, you know, at some point closer to, right. And they want to release this, this tribal information of what they've gathered about, yeah. um, us, about being human and things, but the youths aren't asking them anymore. Yes. You know what I mean? Or it's a broken the cycle. Youth, and then, or the youths might not have someone like you to say, you know, mom, like, I don't understand X, Y, and Z. So mm -hmm. this is vital. To, and this is why we did this show, but this is so important to have, you know, all of us have a different story. Does it mean it's good or bad? You know, it's just what we picked or chose, you know? And when you realize that you're like, instead of feeling negative that um, maybe I didn't come into the world with the right family or the right color mm -hmm. or the right, you know what I mean? You came in perfect, exactly the way you're supposed to be. That's and right. if you happen to not have that tribal person in your circle, this is what these books are for. That's right. Cause you've done the work and you know, um, you, this isn't a certified weekend class that you took, you know, this <laughs> many, many, many years and hard work put into something like this to express it. And it's written really easy to understand, by the way, everybody, uh, which I think sometimes can get really confusing. Um, yes. You know, so I like the, the, the clear information. Thank you. And I, I also include a lot of my own personal experiences, which for me as a self-proclaiming introvert sometimes I go back and I read chapters like I can't believe I put that in there I can't believe I put that story in there <laughs> but I think it's I, I think you know we're all having this human experience and you know one thing that I'm learning as I continue to learn and grow with this medicine with with this wisdom with the with the cultures that it emerges out of is that we are all in a process so I, I like to say we're co-creating it together. When I teach the classes that are based on the book, you know, it's a co-create process. The students are also the teachers. We're all, you know, experiencing the fire element and we're coming back and we're sharing, okay, this is what the fire element looks like for me here in Brooklyn, New York. This is what it looks like for me here in Seattle. This is what it looks like for me here in Florida. You know, we're, we're coming together and we're 
bringing this ancient wisdom forward. I call us the neo-ancients. You know, we're taking this old world medicine and bringing it right on into modern times. So you have classes called um, thespiritseed.org. And there's classes, there's um, flower essence there, um, which I think is great. And remedies, which I definitely want to order some ASAP. Um, But can you tell us a little bit, you know, how the format of the classes are and how long it is and a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, the spirit seed is my my love child. Um, it comes out of I had been facilitating the uh, Flower Essence Society's Global Practitioner Program for a few years, and so what I did with the spirit seed was um, I created a container or a vessel for that community of folks that either wanted to learn how to work with this medicine in their clinical practice as. Uh, therapists, as body workers, as acupuncturists, and for, you know, those of us that are healers in our family system, right? Some of us are just the person that everybody in the family calls when they have a problem. (laughs) And so the Spirit Seed is created to um, train us in five element theory, as well as in the, what I call indigenous psychologies, the different ways of viewing the world that this medicine emerges out of. And it's, it's an open rolling um, admission. So we have different classes throughout the year. And what I tell people, you know, sometimes folks will come and they'll say, oh, I want to do the certification. And we'll say, you know what, just take the classes that speak to you. And over time, you'll build up enough classes to go into certification because it's really getting out of this achievement and productivity mindset and coming back into the wonder and the whimsy of learning and curiosity. And the fact that, I don't know if you've had this experience, I definitely have, where I take a class and it's not just what I'm learning academically, but there's so much that is relevant to my life that I have to move through it slowly to digest it. And so that's how the Spirit Seed is structured. It's a way for us to kind of move through inspiration. Yeah, I get what you are saying, because if you and also if, you know, we I would call them growth periods. If you move too fast, what yes. happens is if, if you're trying to like say, you know what, I'm going to clear every single trauma out of my body. Like I want to do it. And, you know, there's some people that are very organized and super like, you know, I would have to say call my Virgo friends, you know, <laughs> nine months to clear out all of your all curriculum the in my body, you know, and it's like. Doesn't if you're gonna try to work on every single one of those things, you are going actually to explode emotionally. It's so true. They are, deep, they are hard. They are. They never fully go away. Even that you know, you evolve. You become a different person. Sometimes the story changes. Mm-hmm. It gets less and less painful. Um, uh, and you change as a human. You, you become sometimes when you go really deep, you became a whole different person than you were. Like that's right. But it's a journey. It's it's not, I've been, I guess I've been doing this work for maybe 15 years. So I was kind of in the mindset at the very beginning when I was studying, um, I, I went to the Berkeley Psychic Institute. So, you know, training, you know, taking all the, oh, this is it. This is my magic pill. I'm going to learn, oh, 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 you know, and, then, <laughs> and that class and all oh, my women's intuition, I cleared all my women's issues, you know what I mean? And yes, it does get better. But almost what I'm saying is that it becomes like a lifestyle. It is. It's lifelong. And it's not linear. It's like you don't go from one place to better and better and better. You get better and then you're like, whoops, I thought I fixed that. Oh, 
here it is again. Let me try throw something else at it. Different flower essence, different class, different something. And, and that's just kind of how it goes. Um, this trajectory, I like to say it's more spiral than linear. It's like we, we, we elevate and then we come back around and we're right back in the same place, but we're a little bit higher than we were before, but we're still right back in that same place. And it's maybe still a little painful. I love the spiral analogy because yeah, people, we're, we're actually programmed to receive information linearly, you know, mm-hmm. that word, sorry guys. Um, but we really are. And I forget what doctor was talking, Dr. Mizell, he was on my show. He was saying that we are programmed that way. Mm-hmm. So when that thing kind of goes off, we get a little, like, what happened? We were supposed to take number two. We can't right. go to number three. It's a part right. of how we are programmed and also part of how people control us too. And I would also say that that programming is very new for humanity, right? It's not that we were always linear beings. Um, there's a work, uh, there's an author, philosopher, Gene Gebser, who writes about the structures of consciousness throughout humanity. And he talks about, you know, right now we are in a time that is dominated by linear rational thought. Um, but that wasn't always the case. And, and I think it's especially relevant when we're working with these alternative and complementary medicines, these energetic and spiritual medicines that, you know, we have to remember that these came out of a world in a time that perceived the universe entirely differently. And so one of my favorite concepts, my favorite word, probably in the English language, even though it's not English, is kairos, right? Because chronos is where we get our sense of time. It's linear. And then kairos is about the opportune time for something to happen. Mm. So kairos is what's at work when there is the synchronicity of, you know, you run into someone, you're like, I was just thinking about you. That's Kairos. It's not logical. It's not rational. One of my favorite stories is when I was staying with a, a priest in, in the Gambia in West Africa. And I was young. I was in my early 20s. And the priest says, she's like, okay, today we're going to go do a naming ceremony. And I'm like, okay, what time is the, the baby naming ceremony? And he says, when everybody gets there. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, great. When everybody gets there. So I ask again because I'm young and naive and I'm thinking that he didn't understand my question. So I say, what time is everyone going to get there? And he says, when, when it's time to start. So that Kairos, that being in tune with the right timing of things, the right moment for something to happen, even if it doesn't necessarily, air quotes, make sense, that's part of the worldview that we're stepping back into when we when we work with these uh, elements as archetypal forces, when we're working with flower essences, when we're working with any of these these medicines that come out of another time. It's reminding us that we to even sometimes even notice the results. We have to not be thinking in terms of productivity and better and better and better. And it's really getting out of our out of our heads a bit and surrendering to what is the life that I'm supposed to live, not the life I thought I was going to live. <laughs> I've had some really big lessons around that as well. I think this is really helpful because anywhere you can tell people that it's okay to let go. And I love this new Kairos thing. I'm going to vibrate with Kairos for a while because yes. Um, I completely understand that, especially when you're in like ceremonies, you're like seven-ish to eight-ish, you know, and it is about 
you know, especially working with shamans, you know, it's when everybody gets there. I love that because um, this is some of that stuff we need to break, you know, a lot of, uh, and everybody who knows me knows that I started this channel to help combat people who were in mode of suicidal tendencies. The reason why, and what you're saying and why this is resonating with that is because that pressure to be on time, that pressure to be productive, the pressure, especially in a lot of Asian countries, you know, mm. uh, that's why they have the suicide force in Japan. And, mm. and when you align the, um, going into this beautiful forest, right? They have all these posters. Don't do it. Debt isn't really this. And it's mostly because the pressures of society. Wow. So they have all these um, billboards saying debt relief, like this and that, you know, because it's like that all of a sudden the value of you is how productive you were. Did you hit your numbers? Did you hit your goals? Do you have, did you get pregnant at this time? Did you get married at this time? Did you... You know, and then we become like we lose that, that inner soul sense of being free and joyful back to that childhood thing. And alignment, like alignment with our purpose. You know, yeah. there's a there's a concept in East Asian medicine called the Tao. And yeah. the Tao is like the universal way. But the way that I envision the Tao is like a big cosmic spider web. And this idea that there's the universal Tao, and then we each have our little personal Tao. We're each like a thread in this large cosmic spider web. Mm-hmm. And so our alignment, when we are in alignment, we are contributing to the beauty, the beauty and the mastery and the majesty of that universal spider web, you know, but we each have like one little thread and that's our purpose. And that's what we're here to do. And so when we come into alignment, um, you know, when we live on purpose, things open up for us. The The way is open. We can flow. We feel less stuck. We get out of our heads and into our hearts and and find what's really there for us. And I'm sure, like, you have a great relationship with your daughter because you can be in the moment, you know, um, again, not on this whole, like, you got to go, you know, you can have these moments of just peace and just being, you know, that I think. It's really, you know, I think that's such a great example because I think that there are so many messages out there about like what motherhood is, what it isn't, you know, what it should look like. And I had to really go through through a process to come to terms with what my, what I look like as a mother. (laughs) And I will say that working with the elements has helped because there's a stage, especially now she's a teenager And the wood element um, is a phase in the cycle of the elements that deals with autonomy, that deals with freedom, that deals with like self-definition and going after it, you know? And so when I remember that, oh, she's in a teenage phase, she's in a wood element time developmentally, she's in the wood element. So things that may land as maybe disrespectful, I'm like, oh, she's actually looking for autonomy. So I can meet her there. So I, I feel mm-hmm. like the elements have been supportive in that process of me and even tuning in with myself. You know, if I'm in a particularly tender place, which would be the fire element, then I know that I can come back to center before I interact as a mother because I'm already triggered. I'm already emotional. I'm already all of those things. But it it really is a process. I, I think it's a great example of like, there's so many messages about like, what's a good mom, 
I well, don't know. I think you brought up a good point because as you're um, becoming more into yourself, you're starting to learn how to, that you need boundaries, right? And I guess as a parent, you're like, what do you mean? I've been doing this the whole time. And you're like, but mom, I'm here, you know? And it's like, yeah. well, oh, and you realize, whoa, yeah, I guess you could have boundaries too. Oh, yeah. oh man, you know, but right. So I guess that change is a, a change of relationship with the parents, but the, the, yeah. they have to learn their own what, this is how I feel. This is not, this is right for me. This is not, it's almost like they're learning that how to create their own boundaries. And it, like you said, it could come off disrespectful, but yeah. the way they're trying to say, this is my line. This is my line. I, I do this program in high schools uh, through an organization called Inspiring Minds, where we would go into high schools and teach young people how to work with the five elements for emotional awareness. And, you know, those freshmen <laughs> high school girls, you know, it was just wood element all over the place that like <laughs> vying for power, but, you know, it was, you know, super aggressive. But um, as they got to understand, like, what is my anger cueing me into? So that's one of the soul lessons of the, of the wood element that I talk about is that anger is the energy of change. So rather than getting caught in your, your yelling, your screaming, you're pushing back, it's like, what is it that you actually want to change? So that's one of the, the soul mm -hmm. lessons for the wood element. And similarly, in the earth element, one of the lessons is, you know, find your center, relate to others from your own center. So that mama bird is the mama bird that drops the food into the baby's beak, but she's also the mama bird that kicks the baby out of the nest when it's time for them to fly. So being able to relate from your own center and, and to know um, what side of yourself is appropriate for the circumstance. And that's really what the elements teach us is like, what's appropriate. Wow. You really have some wise words in you. Uh, gosh, I just, I get, I'm getting all these tinglies, which I know is for my, my spirit just vibrating really high and um, just being in your presence. I feel a sense of um, release. Um, and I do, I see this web that you're creating and um, I kind of sense of your energy is really like you're like, you are like a mama bear, but to like everyone that enters your web and there, there's a definitely deep, warm embrace Um I can't imagine a real embrace, like physical embrace from you would probably be like make me cry my brains out. But I'm a hugger for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I can feel it like that. And that is like you and you have these wise wisest words and they're very so centered on kindness. And we just need that for everybody. We need more content. And that's why I do this. I've been doing this is it. We just need to combat all the negative things that we have. You know, news will constantly spin the worst of the worst of the worst, and they will not let it go until it's beaten out dry right. and it gets into our spirit. And then we start to feel like the whole world is on fire and not realize that there, the earth has a heartbeat. The earth has a soul. We're all, and we're on it and we're all riding this together, you know? So, you know, going into those really dark places um, feeling, you know, is not helping anybody. And, right. and so um, I really love this anger wood element. Anger is the energy of change because when you feel that, 
I had a real point of anger a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and it, I felt almost, and I haven't had this in a little while and I felt it just like, right. And I exploded. I feel like I, and then as when you're a healer and you do this work, you're like, gosh, am I like going backwards? Did I lose everything <laughs> for a moment? Because you're like, I'm not supposed to be like this. And the, the person just made me, react in such a way but it is but it's an opportunity to change and that movement that you did that like kind of coming up that's the wood element that sprout underneath the soil that cracks out of the seed and pushes up towards the sun that happens in the spring you know that's the signature of the wood element so when we feel that that impulse that rising up that's the wood element telling us like take a stand, take a stand for justice, take a stand for fairness, take a stand for the integrity of life is really what the wood element supports. And I've I've found often, especially doing this work in spiritual communities and healing communities, that anger is one of the emotions that we have the hardest time with. You know, we really have a hard time with anger. We do all of these things to get, to stop from being angry, to like suppress our anger, to get above our, it's like, it's really messy, but I think uh, I think what nature teaches us is that that anger is the life force rising, and it's mm-hmm. the life force rising towards the sun. So now, can we take that rising energy and use it in a creative way to create change, to elevate humanity towards a higher mm-hmm. self? Um, I and I it. think sometimes yeah. we just get stuck in the feeling of anger and don't necessarily move the anger in a direction. Because, yeah, I'm getting what you're putting down. Because um, I felt almost shameful that I was angry. Yeah. You know, I felt shameful that I couldn't control myself at that moment. Because I hadn't had that level of anger in a while. Um, And I really burst out crying because I felt, like like I said, vulnerable. But also mad at myself for a minute. Mm -hmm. Saying, why why did I let myself? That is not... That is not how I would treat that situation, but it was because I was feeling an injustice, not only for me, but the people that were in this situation. So that makes a lot of sense. So I think maybe, you know, this is kind of leading us to this conversation about social injustices, I guess, Mm -hmm. is the thing to talk about where it's like, you feel this anger, right? You're on social media, you, and you, all you have is your chair, your computer, you're maybe like in the boondocks somewhere, but you want to have a voice and there's an image you saw or a result that you saw or something that you feel powerfully so upset about. I think yeah. we all have something that we've seen on social media that Absolutely. are like, are you me? Yeah, what is going on in this world? <laughs> but, um, but you're right, like being angry is, that's what's going to forward that, so, that social change, right? So- yeah. And one of the things that I talk about is the difference between your reaction and your response. So the reaction is what moves the chi, moves the life force, gets that wood element energy up and up and up and out so that it doesn't turn into depression, which is another expression of the wood element when we hold stuff in. And so that might be your social media posts. That might be yelling, screaming. I'm a big fan of throwing eggs in the shower. Whenever I'm feeling angry, I like to break things in a safe way. Um, 
But that's just the reaction, but it's the response to the injustice. So after we have the reaction, after we protest, after we yell, after we scream, after we march, after we do all of those things, what are we doing on the ground to facilitate change? And that's where the wood element comes in and says, okay, what what is in line with your purpose? Because we're all here to better humanity. So what is in line with your purpose that's going to further us from where we are and create the necessary change? And sometimes it's not, you know, what we're necessarily thinking it might be. I remember that's actually how my flower essence line came about because I was so distraught over the political happenings. I got really, really depressed. I felt like all the work that I was doing was worthless. I was like, you know, I'm seeing clients one at a time. I have max 20 clients a month. You know, it's not enough. And I got really depressed. And then that's when, in being in that space and working with one of the flower essences, uh, Mountain Pride uh, flower essence, I started to get this idea for a flower essence line. And I was like, oh, send the healing out. Like, it doesn't all have to center on you. Create something that other people can find they can access and they can use so sometimes that change is is really something subtle that just elevates what we're already doing because we're living on purpose for some of us it might initiate a complete 180 where all of a sudden now our job doesn't feel comfortable anymore because it doesn't feel in alignment with our higher purpose and so that's all the wood element just pushing us and pushing us and pushing us and elevating us like that sprout moving towards the sun. Well, I'm going to order your open flower essence um, and maybe some others, but just so people know the open is fire um, is to support openness, trust and vulnerability in relationships. It helps you get clear on your goals, trust again after heartbreak, bitterness or disappointment, which is what I was just talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, Open your heart, sensitivity, forgiveness, compassion, and tenderness and relationships that matter. Boost your confidence when dating or entering a new environment or making new friends. See your patterns of trust, vulnerability, and authenticity in relationships more clearly. Cultivate deeper connections and romantic partnerships and friendships, which is so amazing and beautiful. Explore the roots of your jealousy, insecurity, withdrawal, and manipulation. We all have that. We're all just trying to get through some of that. Um, the basis of the, our drama, uh, you know, our trauma and our drama. <laughs> drama, and our drama. <laughs> it came from somewhere. Um, uh, and being accountable to the ways you might see sabotage relationships, step out of the shyness, inhibit um, a fear to spark new connections. So I thank you so much for creating these flower essence and can you just give us a little without revealing all the magic in them like what kind of flower essence might be an open sure so one of my favorite flower essences in open is pink monkey flower and i call that the the peekaboo flower because it's like now you see me now you don't don't look at me you know don't look at me look at me look at me don't look at me um so what i talk about in the book is that pink monkey flower is about being safe to be seen right? How do we feel safe to be witnessed? How do we feel safe to be celebrated? Um, how do we hold that that's vulnerability, right? How do I allow myself to put myself out there? Um, 
and and feel safe doing so. So that's one of the flower essences. Um, I also talk about in the book spreading flocks, which I call it the soul family flower essence. That's a tongue twister. Soul it family is. flower essence. <laughs> I'm not gonna repeat that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, spreading flocks helps us to like reach out and find the the people that are part of our tribe, right? You know, oh. we have our family that we were born into. Yeah. And then we have our family and some of us are lucky to have both. Right. And we have our family that is like, you know, you meet people and you're like, I know you from somewhere and we're so aligned and we're trying to create the same things and we want the same things for the world. That's your soul family. And so spreading flocks is a flower essence that helps us open up through the kairos of receiving our, our soul family and, and meeting them and recognizing them. Um, when we find them. And then also Holly. And Holly is about how we protect our heart, Mm -hmm. right? We build all of these walls around our hearts to keep ourselves from feeling, to keep ourselves from hurting. And so Holly is just such a delicate flower that just says, you know, you can, you can tear down those walls a little bit. You know, it's safe. It comes out in Christmas, right? When you're. Yes. The season of Christ-like compassion. That's, Mm -hmm. that's Holly that that Christ-like forgiving um, compassion that we want to welcome into our heart center. Well, thank you so much for today. And um, you can find your book uh, in our element right here on all the major Amazon, everything else. Um, Llewellyn publications. I love them. Thank you. Again. Yes. And Llewellyn. I want you to um, go to, what is it? The spiritseed.org. If you want to find out more about that or some flower essence, use the book. If you want, let us know if you have any questions or want to reach out to us at Gina at the liberated healer.com. Um, do you have anything you want to take us out with an inspiring message or meditation or anything? Sure. I would love to, for us, because it is summer here. Um, I would love for us to, bring ourselves and and in our heart center in the spirit of open and openness and just imagine that in that heart center um, if you can envision a sun that is growing more and more radiant as it expands from the center mm-hmm. you could also envision a rose as it blossoms and opens these are the ways that nature knows and is teaching us how to be better humans And so holding that vision of either the sun radiating or that rose blossoming as a metaphor for your precious heart. And everybody, your soul is so wonderful and beautiful. And thank you for taking the time to recognize just how wonderful you are and supporting us so we can continue to bring lovely messages to people who need it. Thank you you so much. And thank you so much for this platform and this healing that you're sending out through the airwaves. Like we need it. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel. And thank you for your support. Yes.